We have an awesome episode for you today, but before we get into it, a quick announcement to let you know that spots are filling up fast for the Wanting It More program. Because it is the very last round, we are offering it at the current price. Before it goes up to reflect all the support for men we now offer, we may fill our 70 spots before the January 30th registration deadline. So if you know you want to participate, I encourage you to register ASAP. And if you're on the fence, now is a great time to send me an email with your questions. We can even book a short Zoom call if you need more FaceTime with me. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to janetdentonhousecom slash wanting it more for all the information. The link is also in the show notes. I do not want you to miss out on this great opportunity. We start this round on February 2nd, and I hope to see you in there. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. I am thrilled to have William here to discuss everything about his personal life and sex. Are you feeling ready to do that, William? Yes, yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right, before we get started, why don't you do a little intro so that uh, folks know a little bit about who you are. Sure. So, as Anna said, my name is William, and um, I live in the United States, and um my occupation right now is a truck driver um, all over the United States, pretty much uh, locally and regionally. And um, I was introduced to the Wanting It More podcast via my wife. And um, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's really been something that has really helped me in my relationship and my marriage. Yeah. When were you, was it the podcast you first listened to or was it uh, directly into the program? Um, it was a podcast. Um, when I first heard the podcast, I really didn't think it was for me. Um, I had it in my head that I wasn't a problem, um, especially from the from the explanation of the podcast. It was some. It was pretty much. I'll just be honest. It was my wife's problem because it was called wanting it more, and that wasn't my issue. Um, and I had it in my head before listening to a few podcasts that this was something that I didn't have to deal with. So I was just going to be like, all right, you know, this is something you're interested in. So let's just, you know, let's just do this for you. Yeah. And has that been pretty much your take on your wife's lack of desire in your relationship? Um, at in the beginning, I thought it was pretty much just me. Um, I thought it was something that I did wrong, and I thought it was something that I needed to change. As far as um, what I, it's funny because uh, what I thought I needed to do was so far off of what needed to be done. Um, 
I believe Janice said in one of the calls that women are are wise to when men try to do things as far as, look, I did the dishes and I swept the floor and I uh, did the laundry and I did all this. So these are my brownie points and that should lead to sex. But fellas, I'm telling you, that's something that's not going to work. <laughs> And maybe for those who are listening, thinking, well, why not? Maybe you could expand a little bit for them. Um, from what I've learned that it doesn't, it's something that you're supposed to do. It's something that, I mean, I live here too, so why wouldn't I help out around the house? I live here too, so why wouldn't I help with the um, daily tax that, makes her life easier. And it was something that I had to learn that just because I've done these things, that doesn't require, that doesn't require to, for, for me to have her body. And it's a choice that she has to make. And it's a choice that uh, she has to come to the decision that she wants to have sex or she wants me to touch her or she wants me to do these things and um, pretty much coming up, I didn't, I wasn't aware of these things. Um, it was culture pretty much. And it was the fact that I was taught that um, I was allowed to do certain things to women and girls coming up so it was you're supposed to have multiple girlfriends you're supposed to have sex with multiple girlfriends and their body isn't something that they own um I mean, I believe it was also taught to, I mean, skipping ahead a little bit, but I I had a, a moment where I realized how toxic you may kiss the bride is. Right. Um, there's, depending on how big your family is and depending on how many people you invite to your, your wedding, um, it was kind of scary. I never... I never looked at it like that. Um, I mean, if you may kiss the bride, like, what if she doesn't want to kiss? What if she's embarrassed to be kissing you in front of her grandmother? And I was, I, it was just like something that going through the program, I came to realize that yeah. how, how wrong that was. That's really interesting because uh, I don't remember that coming up as a topic at all during the course of like our conversation. So were you doing your own kind of investigation and, and um, yeah, just developing more awareness of what's going on in culture? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was one of those aha moments and I believe it wasn't even a, conversation that anybody in the group was having it was just one of those things where 
Yeah, you're. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it. I believe it came from a conversation where we were talking about touch, as far as you know, if your wife's doing the dishes, you come up and you place your arms around her, or you grab her butt, or without her consent. I believe it came from um, one of those topics. Yeah. Yeah, that really makes sense. I think I know the answer to this, but do you, I, I think every time I ask men this, I, I'm hopeful that there's a little, that this is happening somewhere, but do you ever talk to your friends, your guy friends about these topics, or can you imagine talking to them about this in the future? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, it, William. If the, uh, I mean, in the future, maybe, but um, in the past, it was something that was frowned upon. Um, and I believe it, it it goes back to culture again. Like, you don't talk with your guy friends about that. You That's a conversation. I mean, you talk to your guy friends about sports and how to fix things and car maintenance and things of that nature. But talking to your guy friends about sex and women, I mean, you talk to them about the sex you had with women or the sex you were thinking about having with women. But as far as um, emotional safety, no. You're looked at as someone who's soft. You're looked at as someone who is um, emotional. And pretty much as a man, you're taught that that's not okay. Yeah, the the expectations for men are very rigid in our culture. And what I've been doing a lot of research recently about the culture of masculinity and not masculinity where I think masculinity could go, but where it is right now in terms of the box men find themselves in. And one, one interesting thing, maybe you can enlighten this for me, is it seems like like you were saying men police other men to stay within those like don't be too emotional don't be seen as gay or like a pussy or something like that would you would you say that that men keep each other each other in that uh, framework absolutely i mean if i were to call up one of my guy friends, even my brother, if I were to call him up and tell him about a problem I'm having with my wife, he would probably try and change the topic or shy away from it. And it's, it's really hard for men to go to someone that will understand. Um, I mean, you can talk to whoever, whatever religion you believe in, um, your spiritual leader or someone in authority like that, but they're pretty much just going to tell you to pray or, I mean, if you're struggling with certain issues, they're going to tell you to, you know, talk to the father or do anything like that. Um, but 
you know, even like I need help, I need advice on this. Typically, the person you're going to is older than you and has more knowledge. Um, because going to your friends, they're not going to. I mean, you might have that one friend that understands what you're going through, but he's also going to tell you to stop being a punk and get it together and man up and be the man of your house and take control. That's your wife. She's your property. You married her. She's yours. Hmm. How long were you struggling with your sex life in your marriage? Um, well... I would say pretty much it's been on and off for a few years now. And through the program, I, I found out that uh, other men are also dealing with the same issues. And it, it surprised me that there were other men out there that was dealing with the same issue and how long it has been. Like, I thought that, you know, it was you know, occasional sex here and there, um, but it wasn't on a consistent basis. So it may we go from maybe about, I'm going to say, once or twice a month. But through the program, I mean, I'm, I don't want to out anybody else's experiences or what they're struggling with, it was, I was like, wow, that some of the guys in there were just like, it's been years. And um, I was having a conversation with my wife and she told me that she was just doing it to make me happy. And that crushed me. Mm. I was like, oh, why, why, she said she, was doing it to keep the peace and she was doing it so I wouldn't stray away from the relationship um, and I was like wow you were just doing that for me you weren't you didn't want to and she was like sometimes no and I was, I was just like wow why why would you do that and she actually told me she didn't want me to be disappointed in her and I had to take a pause because I was like I'm a man <laughs> I'm not supposed to get emotional I'm not supposed to cry and it really it really hurt me mm. and I was like wow so all this time you felt like you needed to do this for me and she told me yeah and I didn't want you to be disappointed in me. I didn't want you to go to people and, you know, talk down about me. And I never knew this. I had no idea. Isn't it, isn't it such a shame what culture does to us that, that your wife really thought that was her only option not necessarily because you were pushing but because that's what that's what women are supposed to do provide that need and then on the other side your experience like you don't want her to do that you don't want her to do that 
gosh. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was like, I never, I mean, I never forced myself upon her or, you know, made comments as far as, you know, I mean, I might have made a comment and said that, you know, I was joking around or anything of that nature, but I didn't realize how much it would hurt her for me making, you know, little sly comments like, oh, maybe we should go in here for a quickie or maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that. And there was no, there was no connection. But as far as me having that mindset, I can see now how wrong that was um, and how much of a burden and how much pressure I put on her with all the other stuff she has to deal with, with all the other stuff she goes through on a daily basis. It was something that I wasn't aware of. And I can see from having conversations with her, going over the questions in the program and um, talking with other guys and hearing them struggle. So I feel like that I have found as far as people who I can go to and talk to, I mean, the men's group was amazing. It was really, really good. I mean, just hearing the support calls and how the guys were just having this aha moment, like, oh, okay, this is what I should be doing. This is what I should be saying. And a lot of what we should be saying is nothing. And I think one of the biggest things I took away was just shut up. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate just a little bit for for those who are listening who haven't been to the program? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so we have the we have a weekly support call for the men. And it's pretty much, uh, I mean, Dan and Melissa are there, but it's pretty much guys coming together and, you know, telling, having their issues and um, Dan and Melissa are there and they're there to support us. And they're there to, if we have any questions, because, why would I go to a man for an advice about a woman, about women? Like I need to go to women to figure out what I need to do because we are in this program for a reason and I don't know what to do. So I need to go to someone who has the knowledge and the understanding of years of um, counseling and years of seeing these problems and seeing these issues. So we have the support calls and um, it's through Zoom and it's just a bunch of guys and they're coming and they're hearing each other's issues. And um, I mean, there's been some great moments in there where it's like, I'm dealing with that too, and I'm not the only one. So when the question is asked of what do I need to do, 
there's answers from, I mean, even the guys, they support each other. Like, this is what I did and this is what worked. And um, sometimes, yeah, and Melissa take a back seat to it and they just sit back and listen and they hear what we're going through. And I know it's sometimes hard for you guys to sit there and hear us complain about our wives, but... <laughs> I know it's sometimes where you be like, oh, I just want to say something so bad. This is this is just something I want to jump in and talk about. And then, you know, we hear what you have to say. And it's been so helpful as far as um, what to do when situations come up. And I, the Just Shut Up came from um, just be quiet and listen. Don't always say something. Don't always have you don't always have to be the man and speak up and um, not listen to your spouse. Sometimes you just have to be quiet and, um, you know, a lot of it is culture. I'm supposed to be the man. I'm supposed to be the ruler and I'm supposed to always fix things because that's what men do. And... Um, Sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes you just have to take a back seat and also be, you don't always have to be the leader. Yeah, that's definitely something that comes up every round is some version of that with the, with the men who really get it. They're like, oh, but what do we need to do? Jana, tell me what, what, what should we do? <laughs> I'm like... Oh gosh, I know this is the hardest thing to say, but not not much. I mean, although we could explore what men are doing, I think that you, like you said, listening listening is doing something. It doesn't seem like you are, but it is active. Um, what other things have you learned in terms of, uh, yeah, like taking a backseat, um, regulating your desires? Um, you know, have you explored uh, filling your 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 needs in other ways in terms of connection or um, hobbies or, you know, especially during that time where we were in the reset where you weren't, you know, experiencing touch very much? Yeah, I mean, when we when we actually did the reset, it was eight weeks. I can do that or, standing or, on my head. I don't want to scare anyone here. <laughs> just four weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It was four weeks. It was, uh, yeah, you're right. It was four weeks, but uh, four weeks, I was like, oh, that's nothing. Four weeks? Oh, I mean, it's been month, four months at one time. So, but um, it was a complete reset. And I believe one of the things I struggled with was um, the issue of pornography. Um, with the reset, I also re I also stopped doing that, stopped watching it, and um, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. Um, I was like, because that was my go-to when I wasn't having sex with my spouse. It was let's go to you know watching this, or um, you know if I can't get it from you, then. I'm just going to go to that because 
that was something that I thought that I needed to do as far as to relieve myself or to, you know, I mean, it wasn't something that I was, I felt like it was an issue or the problem. But not doing it made me realize it was because it was something that I didn't feel comfortable not doing. So I was like, well, maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is something that I need to work on. Maybe this is an issue. And during the reset, I found out that that was 100% true. Um, the reset was kind of a struggle. It was kind of something that was like, I know that we can't do anything. Like, cause before the reset, it was, you know, something that wouldn't happen too often. But it was something that in the back of my mind, know that I could happen. But during the reset, it was just like, all right, well, this isn't something unless we agree upon it. This is something that we, we're not going to be doing. So it was we didn't do it. And there was such a relief on her part, I believe, as far as I don't have to feel obligated to do this because we both agreed to do this reset. And it was something that I highly recommend. Even if you don't go through the course, even if you, which I do recommend, even if you don't, it's something that I recommend that you and your spouse would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting when we have the conversation around pornography. Um, yeah, I think a lot of men feel the same way as you did, that eh, I use it once in a while and it's not a really big deal. I don't have a, an addiction. We're good over here. And and really the definition of addiction is you try to stop something and you you really struggle with it. And, and maybe you can't and you need extra support. So what has your journey been around that? Ha, have you been able to do it yourself? Have you explored any other resources? Yeah, just for, for other guys who are thinking about quitting. Um, it was, I'm more of a visual person. Like I could sit down and someone explain something to me and I don't pick up on it. Uh, I do suffer. I mean, I'm not blaming this on what I suffer from, but it's uh, ADD. So I have a hard time focusing on when someone's just talking to me and telling me to do something. And because my mind will wander. It could be one word, and my mind would just wander off on that one word, and I've missed probably about 30 to 40 minutes of what this person was talking about. And I, with me being a visual person, I look at the pornography and that would get me aroused. And with me not doing that, it was hard for me to find an image in my head or just 
masturbate without that. Um, because I would just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get that in my head. I mean, it was just like, what am I supposed to do without this? And it was a journey that I'm still on. I mean, I haven't went back to it, but it's something that I can't, I can't do by myself. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was really struggling with as far as, because I, I believe I had that conversation with my wife and she was like, you, you can't, you know, just do it. And I was like, no, <laughs> I need something to stimulate me. And I haven't found that. I have. I still haven't found that to be something that I can do by myself. Yeah, it takes time. It can take up to a year to heal that brain. So, sorry to say, <laughs> it takes a little bit of time, but it does happen. And and um, from what I hear from my husband, it's a sweeter experience without it wow. around. So, yeah, it. It's well documented that men end up getting more of what they want when porn isn't on board. But in the beginning, of course, it's it's a real challenge. So I think that's really um that's really inspirational for other men who want to do that. So so what else have you learned? <laughs> I have to think of a, a good question to ask now. But <laughs> what is your what do your sexual experiences look like now and how do they differ from before? Um what I've also learned from having and I mean what I found was amazing that me and my wife never really talked about sex. And it was inspiring because I was like, we never really had a conversation like this. Like when she asked me about the porn, I was like, yeah, maybe twice or three times a week. And she was like, what? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. And um, we start talking, we start having more conversations about penetration and I had no idea that it wasn't great. I was like, it feels great to me. Why doesn't it feel great to you? I mean so good. I did I didn't know. I had no idea. I was like, I thought that, you know, it was something I mean, that's culture again. I thought it was something that was okay. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's okay, but I thought it was something that you enjoyed. And she was like, well, no, not all the time. What? <laughs> what are you saying to me? How come, you know, you never told me this before? Mm -hmm. And it was the whole thing about I knew you liked it and I knew it was okay for you and I know you enjoyed it and it was something that you wanted to do. So I just did it. Mm -hmm. And I was no, I mean we we're coming up on ten years, and I'm just now hearing about this. Why haven't you said anything? And um, it was because of the program. It was because of her finally using her voice 
and I don't know, I haven't been in in on any of the the calls for the women, but I believe that's where she got it from. Mm. And she was finally able to speak and she was finally able to say what bothered her and she was finally able to sing again. My wife has an amazing voice. Really? And yeah. Don't ask her if she, she wants to. Okay. <laughs> she made me do it for you. <laughs> but uh she was finally able to, you know, use her voice and um it was it was amazing to hear her actually tell me what she feels and tell me what she wants and take some time for herself and do things that she wants to do. Mm. And she was telling me, I believe it was something that came up. She was saying that if it's not a if it's not a hundred percent then it's it's zero. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And she explained it to me and I understood. I understood what she was talking about as far as the penetration issue and I I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was something that was just okay. Was that hard for you to understand or relate to when she first started to tell you these things? Of course. I didn't because of what I was, the way I was brought up. And it comes from the pornography thing. Because you look at that and you're like, well, she's having a good time. And <laughs> it's something that you think that you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to, it's supposed to be this moment and it's supposed to be this, this thing that is great for the man and the woman that in this situation. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. I, I just have to laugh when you say about women in porn. She's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're all so having fun. Funny. It's so funny because right. she's, we all, as, as women, we all know they're just totally acting. <laughs> right. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, look at any sex scene and it's just penetration and simultaneous orgasms and everyone's screaming and there's all this stuff happening. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so what, what about now? Like what, what have you explored in your sexual experiences that are different? Cause I think that's what people have such a hard time wrapping their head around. Like, okay, if it's not this media sex formula with the foreplay and the groping and the kissing and the whatever oral sex and blow jobs and then what the heck is it so you don't have to be detailed but but anything you can share would be helpful for folks sure um there was a moment where we were having an xd and you guys have to join the program to know what that is but um <laughs> we always we say having... ex it's short for exploration date it's a version yeah. of what would you say it's not scheduled set it's scheduled sex but without goals lots of safety following your intuition women lead it men respond yada 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 okay 
We did it. <laughs> exactly. That just gave you the, the short version of it. <laughs> Pretty much that's what it is. Um, it was like techno music. I'm going to explain. <laughs> it was like at, in the beginning, it was like techno music as far as what I thought it was going to be. But during the experience, it was like classical music. It was slowed down. It was something that in my head that I know there was no expectations of it, but it was after the reset, I was like, okay, an XD is coming up. I cannot wait. <laughs> this is gonna be great. This is good. We're gonna have a good time. And but no pressure. The, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I didn't share it with my wife because I was like, I don't want her to freak out. And she did before me even saying anything. She was like, I'm so nervous. I don't know what this is gonna be. And what helped me out? She's a great writer, and she emailed me a breakdown of what was okay for her, what she wanted the XD experience to be, how she wanted the room to be, um, certain scents, certain colognes that she wanted me to wear, um, even down to the lighting in the room and how I was addressed. Um, the first one was Not something that I was expecting. I thought it was going to have to, I thought it was going to be, you know, this, what it was before. Like, okay, we did the reset, so let's go back to what it was before. And it was the total opposite. It was, it was no expectations. We pretty much just, had a conversation and usually when the room door is closed and is locked and the lights are out it's a different it's something totally different um but we just had a conversation about uh our marriage we had a conversation about the expectations of me we had a conversation about uh different things and it wasn't anything that I wanted to do to be honest with you I was like after the reset I want to have sex and I was looking forward to after the reset having sex but after our conversation and after we talked I really didn't have the desire like I thought I would before. Going forward, I was like, the next XD, let's have more of a deep conversation. Hmm. Let's, let's talk more about marriage because we haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about relationship things. Usually it's something about work, something about our 
hectic lives, something about, you know, it's not about us. We're more focused on family. And it was great. It was so amazing. And there was no sex. There was hand-holding and cuddling and touching, but there was no sex at all. Um, And then the second XD we had, same thing. We sat there and talked and talked about movies we wanted to see, shows we wanted to watch, things like that. And I was okay with that. And that was a big shift. That was something that was like, wow, this was, this is what this is what we needed. This is what we needed to do. Um, but without giving too many details, the third XD, it was um, it was something that I've never experienced. It was a lot of touching, and it was slow. It was slowed down. And you look at, you know, going back to all that I know was it's supposed to be fast and it's supposed to be passionate and you're supposed to have an orgasm together. And it wasn't like that at all. And it was just, it it was supposed to end with, like you see in the videos with the men having the orgasm and then it's over. And it wasn't anything like that. I mean, she was like, if, if do she had to make the choice if she wanted to be part of my orgasm. And that was something that I never experienced before. And it was just like, she was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I was like, what? what, what what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, you well, you know, you think that, and she told me before, she was like, I don't want to leave you like that. I don't want to leave you with an erection. So I feel like I needed to, you know, make you have an orgasm. And it was like, I feel you need to do that. And in my head, when she told me that during the third XD, I had it like, I don't, I don't need to have an orgasm to enjoy this moment. I don't need to um, be a part of what I've been because I'm trying to change and I'm trying to be better. So I don't need to have, I don't need to revert to what I, what I've been taught or what I've been told and what have I, what what have I experienced before? Yeah, that's true freedom. It's true freedom for her and that's true freedom for you too. And, uh, you know, Everyone listen, just listen to William, everyone. <laughs> just listen to this guy. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard in the beginning, you know, it's hard to explain. It, you know, I, I think this is connection. This is real connection that you're experiencing. And 
I think men are taught that to get that need, it's through orgasm. It's through intercourse. That's how you're going to get that, that need met. And so it can feel scary to, to think that that's off the table. Um, can you relate to that? Do you think that men ultimately are looking for connection, whether it's from what culture says that they should want connection through like orgasm and intercourse, um, but that true lasting real connection that you just experienced and your last, you know, your three XDs, that that actually is giving you a more fulfilling, satisfying sense of connection? Oh, yes, 100%. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's a totally different experience and it's not like something that I'm used to. It's, 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 it's a change, but it's not a change for the worst. Um, I feel like the path that I'm on now, the path that we're on now, I'm sorry, um, is where we need it to be. And I know a lot of guys want to have the relationship like when we first met. Oh, I want to go back to when we first got married. I want to go back to when we were dating. But no, I don't want to go back to that. That was where we were just going off of what we knew and what we were taught and how we grew up. And it wasn't anything that we need to revert back to. It was a, and I believe the reset really brought out a lot of um, things that we needed to stop. Um, things that we needed to change in our relationship. And it was something that growing up, I wasn't taught to do. I wasn't taught to reset. I was taught to either stop doing what you're doing completely. And it wasn't something that I was taught to fix. It was just stop. Stop dating this person because they won't have sex with you. Stop, um, you know, you have to have sex with this person in this certain amount of time or you're not a man. And it was something that I thought was okay. I thought that, okay, this is, something that I needed to do in order to prove that I'm a man. I need to go out and have sex with all these women and I need to um, have all these notches in my belt. And if I don't do that, then I'm looked down upon. Yeah. Do you have boys? Yes, I have two. Has this shifted at all your thoughts about raising them, parenting them? Yeah, I mean, that was another thing we have learned from the program, um, especially I also have girls too, and teaching my son 
what I was taught, that's something that I am definitely not going to do. Um, also, hearing other men talk about their experiences growing up during the support calls and talk about what they thought was correct and what they thought was how you're supposed to be as a man. Um, I want my children to come to me with, you know, I want them to come to me with any type of, I told them this, you can come to me and tell me anything, any question you have, I'll do my best to answer. And up until now, I feel like I've fallen short because of, I'm just going off of what I know, what I knew. And it's been a huge shift in what I'm teaching them now. Um, like, yeah, I mean, you know, we learn from our mistakes. And I just feel like um, what I'm learning and what I'm focused on now and what I'm having them focus on is totally different from what I was taught and how I was raised and um, what I was taught about women and what I was taught about girls. And it's just something that, I mean, my wife do an amazing job with our girls. And uh, I mean, it's something I need to talk to my girls about, too because they need to realize about their bodies and they need to realize that, you know, no one is, um, no one is, that's their, that's their bodies and they can do, they have the choice. It's not a man's choice and it's not something that they have to force, they have to be forced to do anything. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. We're going to wrap up here, but was there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to get to today? Um, I don't think so, but I do want to say that if you could never stop doing this, Thank you. never, never stop, um, because I believe that you are out here saving marriages. And uh, I feel like 100% that this has really changed my life. And I am a person of color and I feel like a lot of times that men, especially the way I grew up, is this is frowned upon. Like why would you pay to talk to somebody and they feel like you know this isn't something that you should do this isn't something that is like a waste of money but I will pay four times this just to have this experience and I am absolutely thrilled that you have this program and you have this program for men because I mean, man up and go out there and, you know, you need help. 
I know I needed help and I got help and I'm still working on this. It's a work in progress. And there's nothing. I believe that guys think maybe going to this program at the end that everything will be okay. Everything will be fixed. Oh, yeah, at the end of the program, we're going to have sex all the time. It's just going to be like this big, huge sex party all the time every night because sex, we went through the sex program. Party. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the program, and um, you should be fixed now. Yeah. And at the beginning, I said that I believe it was just her having the issue, but it was me as well. It was me that was... Um, needing to change and um i highly recommend it i mean it's something that has totally changed my view on women and it's totally changed my view on my wife and it's it's just it's just been amazing thank you i'm not gonna give up i'll just keep going and thank you for yeah for joining me on this because you know I need the male voices <laughs> in this I need I need men to speak out and and I know it does take some courage to come come in and share your story and be honest about how things were for you so thank you it's just nice to have collaborators in this journey so all right well that's it I wish we could go on forever but alas people will get yeah. bored now <laughs> all right thanks everyone thanks for watching listening to the end and i'll talk to you in the next one bye for now if you've enjoyed this episode i have a favor to ask of you it's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex what would really really help is if you would leave a rating and a review and i know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts but please i beg you it would really really help so that more women who need this message will hear it all you have to do is go into your apple podcast app it's the purple icon and if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.